What's up, A's fans? You are listening to episode two of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, noted baseball fan Jason Burke, and today we are coming to you live on tape from my in-laws' house. Uh, nothing fancy, but I am sitting in a room in between the uh, the washer and dryer, and then a window that goes to the outside, which I can kind of see out, but it uh, leads straight to the freeway. So if you hear any background noise, that's what that is. It's either you know the dryer buzzing or cars going by. So the plan for today was to talk about the A's sec- second base situation, because on Twitter that seems to be what everybody wants to know about. And uh, while I don't have any, you know, insights necessarily, I do have opinions. And uh, this being a podcast and, you know, kind of like sports radio in a, in a sense, but not live and, you know, outdated pretty quickly, uh, I do have opinions. So that, that's what we're going to go with. But those opinions are going to be put on hold because Ken Rosenthal reported that uh, the Red Sox are also cheating cheaters and the cheaters to tell them. So we're going to talk about that stuff instead because that could have implications. Yeah, the pun- Potential punishments could have implications on uh, the A's. So we're going to talk about the Astros a little bit, talk about the Red Sox a little bit, and then see what the punishments could be. There's really no telling, but this is big baseball news. So I figured that that you know, superseded you know, spring training speculation five weeks out before spring training started. So we're going with that today. And uh, hopefully it's compelling and you learn a little bit and we'll go from there. But before we start talking scandals, I just wanted to tell you guys about a little contest that uh, Locked On MLB podcast is running. We're trying to find out uh, which player baseball fans were the most locked on on in 2019. So uh, on Wednesday, we had Matt Chapman up against Jorge Soler. Chapman won. He has secured uh, his entry into the next round. Uh, We do not know who he is facing yet. But we're definitely going to need to step up our game. There was 34 votes on this thing. So uh, follow us at Locked On A's or me personally at ByJasonB. And if you want to, you know, vote in the next round, uh, I'll keep you guys updated. It runs for about 12 hours from, you know, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., something like that. So uh, I'll let you guys know on that. Or if you want to vote in all of these, uh, because we're running these for each team. Uh, it's locked on MLB underscore net is the Twitter account that is handling all of those. Um, basically if you like baseball and you're like, Hey, I like Francisco Lindor more than Nolan Arenado. Uh, there you go. That, that's a thing that you can do to, you know, pass the time and get you ready for spring training. So take, take a minute out of your day and go help, uh, vote for Matt Chapman in the coming days. It's a bracket style contest. It'll last a couple more weeks. So uh, there's going to be, you know, a few more votes to secure Matt Chapman being the most locked-on player of 2019. So hopefully we can count on your support moving forward. All right, so let's do a rundown real quick of what has been in the news all offseason, and that has been the Houston Astros sign-stealing scandal. Uh, basically, if you haven't been paying attention at all the last couple of months, uh, what they did was uh, in 2014 when replay was introduced, uh, Major League Baseball set up replay rooms uh, close to the dugout so that coaches could see if they wanted to, you know, challenge a replay. So over time, teams like the Astros uh, decided to just station a player in there. And what the Astros would do is if, you know, they deciphered the code and they saw like a curveball or an off-speed pitch coming or something, they would hit a trash can really loud. You might have seen the videos going around a couple months ago by, you know, John Boy is the one that everybody knows about. So... That's against the rules, obviously. You're not supposed to be stealing people's signs, especially electronically. 
the old school way of, you know, guy being on second base and then, you know, relaying the signs to the hitter, that was okay. But the, uh, the Red Sox and Astros have been going a little bit beyond using technology. Uh, so the, the Astros are still waiting for their penalty. And there's really no telling what the penalty could be, you know, moving forward. Uh, it could happen in the next day. It could happen, you know, a month from now, probably before spring training, because uh, you don't want to interfere with the season too much, because there will probably be some sort of a suspension or, you know, uh, draft picks that could be taken away. Something big, because there's not a lot of uh, precedent for what Major League Baseball is dealing with right here. But uh, Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic reported uh, a couple days ago, that the Red Sox are also implicated in a science-dealing investigation, let's go with. Um, And while it's, you know, the Red Sox and Astros were both thinking that, you know, other teams were stealing signs this way, so they were like, oh, this is fine. But uh, they, the common thought is that the Red Sox version of stealing signs electronically, or, you know, with technology, is a little bit, less egregious than Houston's case because what they would do is you know they'd still use the replay room but then they would uh signal the runner on first or second you know they, so they'd have to have somebody on base and then that person would relay the signs to the hitter so in their case there's a little bit of old school meets new school in the way of stealing signs which is kind of cool i suppose it's not cool at all it's definitely illegal but you know at least they were nostalgic about the whole process um, so I'm just going to run down a couple of the bullet points that I wrote, uh, you know, wrote down so that I can, you know, make sure that I get this accurately. Uh, both of them used a replay room, but the Sox were dependent on a runner to relay the signs to the hitter, meaning someone needed to be on base. Um, both Houston and Boston assumed that they weren't alone in sign stealing, which I guess gave them permission to, you know, violate ethical codes. Who's to say? Um... One big factor in both sign-stealing incidents is Alex Cora. He was the bench coach in Houston in 2017, and he basically took what uh, Houston was doing and made it his own in Boston in 2018. So he's probably going to get something big along with you know Jeff Luno and uh, Astros GM Jeff Luno and Astros manager A.J. Hinch. Maybe Carlos Beltran, but he's probably going to, you know, skirt around it somehow. Well, again, we don't have a lot of definite details on who was involved. Just, you know, the Astros a blanket statement and, you know, the Red Sox is a blanket. So we'll see about that. Uh, the Yankees were also named by Ken Rosenthal, but uh, their cheating was before the league's September 2017 threats. So it seems like they may be okay. Uh, in September of 2017, the league sent out a memo uh, to the you know, front offices and were like, hey, you guys better cut this stuff out or else you know, we're going to come down real hard on you guys. So it seems like the Yankees were doing it and then stopped is how I'm reading that. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the right way to read that because that's what it said, but you know, whatever. So the punishment coming uh, will be coming and nobody really has an idea of what the repercussions are going to be. The logical conclusion is that there will, there will be suspensions for, you know, Hinch and Luno and perhaps Alex Cora coupled with, you know, either fines to the team or forfeiture of draft picks. Um, I do want to kind of expand upon that and say that a lifetime ban could be in the cards. I, I don't know, but this is pure speculation on my part. 
because basically if you mess with outcomes of games is when Major League Baseball has historically come down hard. So if you go to the, the Black Sox scandal, uh, you know, back in 1919, they messed with the outcome of the World Series. Granted, they did it by throwing the World Series so that they could get more money from bookies and whatnot. <clears throat> but both the Red Sox and Astros won the World Series and kind of tainted 2017 and 2018. Sorry to the Los Angeles Dodgers, uh, who were the opponents in both of those series. Um, so, I mean, basically, if you mess with the outcomes of games, especially on that stage, that could be a huge ban or, you know, suspension or something. But I'm just saying, would a lifetime ban surprise me? Not necessarily, given the stage that it came on. So, the last thing, uh, with the information that we do have, it's going to be hard to, you know, discern how big into which members of the franchises the penalties are going to fall upon. But I am expecting big penalties so that teams legitimately stop cheating in this fashion. Will there be other ways of cheating? Probably. But it seemed like Major League Baseball was not prepared for this, and the teams were kind of surprised that Major League Baseball was not prepared for this. Uh, in a podcast, Ken Rosenthal was saying, you know, Major League Baseball was just like, yeah, here's the replay rooms. That's what they're going to be used for. That's fine. But they hadn't, you know, put people in those rooms to watch other, you know, watch what the teams were doing uh, during the games. That came, I think, in 2017, they said. Uh, so that came a little bit later. Um, so the outlaws are definitely going to be ahead of the law enforcement for a little while longer. You know, kind of like the steroids era where... The cheaters were always ahead of the tests, and now it's kind of catching up 20 years later or whatever. So we'll see. But I thought that it was important to go over this because whatever happens to both of these teams, uh, the Red Sox always have aspirations of competing deep into the playoffs. And the Astros are, you know, the big team in the AL West and the A's main competition. The Angels and Rangers have, you know, made up a bunch of ground in the offseason by making a bunch of t big moves. With, you know, Anthony Rendon going to the Angels and you got Corey Kluber going to Texas. But have they made up enough ground? Probably not. So it's still between, you know, A's and Astros at this point in the offseason. Even with the A's not really doing a whole bunch. But uh, neither of the Astros. They lost Garrett Cole and that could be another big benefactor for the A's. So how, what the... What the uh, repercussions are for both Houston and Boston could have a big impact on Oakland. If Major League Baseball decides to take away some draft picks, you know, that'll hurt both of those teams or, you know, whichever team gets that punishment. Uh, later on down the line, the Astros have a, you know, good farm system still, which kind of sucks for the A's. But, uh, you know, if they're hit with a lifetime ban or, you know, they can't compete in the playoffs or, you know, something a little more harsh then that's going to pay huge dividends for Oakland moving forward uh, because that basically just means that they're, you know, the top of the pile in the AOS, and that would be awesome. Um, and that might be a reason why the Astros haven't done anything this offseason so far because they're waiting to see how hard Major League Baseball is going to come down on them. And they're also trying to, you know, get under the luxury tax and all that stuff. But... If they're not going to be allowed to be super competitive uh, on some podcast that I heard, uh, they were saying, oh, well, you know, the Astros have made two World Series appearances and they won one. 
what if they're not allowed to compete in, you know, playoffs for two years? I think that that's probably not going to happen, but, you know, is anything off the table right now? Because there's not precedent for this. So if that is an option or something similar or anything adjacent to that, then why would they be spending a ton of money right now? They might, you know, go on a full sale or, you know, a full fire sale and, you know, George Springer is going to be a free agent. Uh, you got Justin Verlander is going to be a free agent. Granky's making a whole ton of money. They've got some guys that they could move and, you know, restock for when they're allowed to be competitive again. I don't know. Um, all speculation, probably not going to happen, but it's still important nonetheless. I guess the larger question after we find out what the punishments are will be how can we prevent or, you know, how can baseball players, Major League Baseball as a whole, uh, prevent people from stealing these signs? Because, I mean, you have to put fingers down and if you have cameras out there, there's always going to be some way to be able to see the signs and decode, you know, the sequencing and all that stuff. Um, baseball has been looking at, you know, wearable technology for, you know, pitchers or catchers and doing it that way. Um you know, if they do like a little walkie-talkie system, I think that one's stupid, personally, because if the catcher's like, hey, throw a curveball, uh, you know who's right fucking there? The batter. The batter can hear curveball. So, I mean, if you're going to be doing uh, signals that the batter can hear anyway, why not just have the, uh, the pitcher just call out what he's going to throw? Because the catcher has to know what's coming. Um, or else he could get severely injured if he's hitting, you know, if he's getting, you know, 100 miles an hour uh, in his glove when he's expecting a curveball. So why not just have the, the pitcher yell it out, be like, curveball, splitter. And then sometimes it's a curveball or a splitter, sometimes it's not. But, you know, the, the catcher and the pitcher have, you know, an idea. He can, like, wink or something. I don't know. Uh, what, what game was that? Was it the ALCS where McCullers threw, like, 23 straight curveballs? 21, 22. He threw a bunch of straight curveballs. And, you know, at like 15, if he just kept out yelling out curveball, you think that the batter is going to be like, oh, he's throwing me a 16th straight curveball. Probably not. So you can play mind games. That'd be fun. And, you know, if, as long as the pitcher and the catcher know what's going on, that's kind of all that matters. And then you could really play mind games with the hitter because it seems like uh, the batters have all of the cards on, you know, in, in their hand right now. And uh, I'm not good at poker, so that's a bad analogy. But uh, but you can see where I'm going with that a little bit. Um, you know, as long as it's not all one-sided where, you know, the batters get the, set, the signs and pitchers can't really do anything about it. They're already trying to, you know, hit their spots and work on all this other stuff. I Also, I like pitching, so I feel bad for... I, I feel sympathetic for the pitchers is what I'm going with. But if the batters know what's coming and they have launch angles and stuff and... And you, uh, I guess they do have to deal with shifts, so that kind of sucks. But, uh, you know, give it back to the pitchers a little bit. I'm okay with that. And then, you know, just keep saying, throw them the high-stinking cheddar. And then just bury a curveball in the dirt. It'd be great. I'd love to watch that. I love uh, seeing guys swing through pitches. Uh, those are the best gifts, if you ask me. All right, so that's pretty much my take on this whole subject. We don't know what the penalties are going to be. I hope that they're severe, as I said before, um, because kind of tired of the Astros at this point. <clears throat> um, so that is all we're going to do for episode two today. We'll have another episode, uh, hopefully on Friday, uh, at some point on Friday. Maybe it'll post on Saturday, but uh, 
we will go over the second base situation. We're not going to wait five weeks on that. And you won't have to wait much longer for my opinions on second base either. So uh, that is all for episode two. Be, make sure to follow us at Locked On A's on Twitter. Me personally at ByJasonB. Make sure you're voting in our Most Locked On of 2019 contest that's on Twitter right now. And, uh, you know, go out there and celebrate good times, Oakland. <laughs>